Welcome to CII Podcasts. Hello everyone. I am Dr. Richard Lobo. I'm the head of innovation, R&D and business excellence at Tata Chemicals. You're welcoming you to a very special B20 episode of the CII Podcast. As you may know, CII is the secretariat for the B20 India Engagement Group. Through this important platform of B20 India, we are facilitating conversations on economic growth and development opportunities through various B20 India task forces and action councils. Today's topic of discussion is innovation and R&D to boost decarbonization. Technological innovations hold the great promise for achieving the urgent modernization of economies towards carbon neutrality ranging from fusion energy, bio-based fuels, carbon capture and storage, to PV panels, agile and smart energy systems. There are a plethora of technologies today that promise to reduce greenhouse gas emissions and accelerate our commitment towards decarbonization. The rapid and large-scale deployment of mitigation technologies to meet these stringent climate targets will be possible only if the cost of these several technologies that are relevant for this transition becomes economical at scale and they also provide for us a low energy a low carbon footprint overcoming costs and scalability related barriers will have to be achieved through learning by searching which is the development of novel technological solutions as well as learning by doing that is the rigor of implementation and the deployment at the same time appropriate regulatory interventions will have to address the comparative advantage resulting from sizable fossil fuel subsidies and the fact that ex- environmental externalities are not currently priced in all sectors and all countries uniformly to discuss this we have today with us mr fernando de riso the ceo of chupi brazil who co-chairs the task force on technology innovation and r&d mr riso has held several leadership positions before becoming the ceo and leads areas of engineering strategic planning marketing sales and manufacturing as the co-chair of the B20 India Task Force for Technology, Innovation and R&D, Mr. Deresso has been actively involved and contributed immensely to the deliberation process and offered very valuable insights. A very warm welcome Mr. Deresso. We are very glad to have you here with us today sir. Thank you very much for the introduction Richard. It's a pleasure to be part of the task force and have the chance to debate such important subjects for the society. I think we have a, a big challenge ahead of us and we need to join forces globally to resolve them. So, I mean, we we can move to the questions. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Deresso. So, my first question for you. The B20 India team of RAISE, which is responsible, accelerated innovative, sustainable and equitable businesses. It exemplifies India's strong commitment. 
what would be your views on the role played by india in driving meaningful discussions and shaping policies that can contribute to the global economic progress yes ishwar thank you the indian economy has many elements to be highlighted it has the fourth largest agricultural production in the world 25% of its gdp is generated by the industry and that creates a lot of job opportunities there's a global competitive software industry which great to promote productivity across different business and also there's a wide range of economic segments reflected in india's leadership in the b20 and considering the similarities with brazil we understand that fundamental issues for developing nations are being addressed for example in brazil and india we have economies driven by the expansion of middle class which leads to the demand for basic sanitation infrastructure that provides access to a better life quality this social context adds to climate change and the need for viable transition to a low carbon economy these are challenges that can be helped by the digital world but they are fundamentally from the physical world and the industry has a critical role in their resolution for this reason in our innovation r&d and technology task force we have discussed information technology but the group's leadership promoted an expansion of this debate covering essential topics such as the promotion of a low carbon economy thank you thank you mr dirso it was very insightful i think you spoke of a very critical and very vital aspect of linking the social and economic values while delivering a low carbon economy mr dirso if i can ask you how can innovation and technology contribute to the promotion of this low carbon economy you know richard innovation technology they play a fundamental role in promoting a low carbon economy we will only reduce the emissions of greenhouse gases if we are able to develop technologies that can help us utilize the energy sources available in each geography and we have we see different regions different alternatives and find viable alternatives to use them i mean economic options to address basic needs like in brazil we we, we probably have lots of hydrogen but we need to understand how to use this hydrogen So other than that the economic cost is unbearable for developing nations right we have basic needs and it is very hard to provide subsidies for this so we need to find different answers for these problems i think this is the greatest challenge society has ever faced and we believe that industry have the resources right the knowledge and maybe the responsibility to help and contribute to this future In the meantime we can change the realities now. And I mean, for example, there are lots of available alternatives to promote energy efficiency and we do not we don't explore them completely. If you look for example the best practice for lighting, for heating, housing, trucking or air transportation in comparison to our current performance, we could improve reduce emissions and create jobs. the technologies are available now the most efficient heating equipment or the best air conditioning machine today is at least 25% plus more efficient than the average equipments that are in operation right now 
So can you imagine the potential impact, impact if we replace them, if we, if we make this move? But we also need to take advantage of available energy sources that's been wasted. If we look, there's a good example in Brazil, because if we look at the amount of wasted biomass generated in the production of proteins and crops, which Brazil exports a lot, so we, we generate a lot of waste around this, uh, this material could replace 70% of the total diesel used in the country. This is powerful, this is circular economy, and this unused biomass in, is converting into methane continuously and changing the climate. So as of today, this material is, is deteriorating, is creating methane, and we, and we could use the, the, these energy sources if we organize ourselves and we develop the right technology. So while we have energy poverty, we waste a lot of energy because we don't know how to manage properly the system. So in parallel, it's also necessary to research new technologies, right? Uh, that may be more efficient in the long run. I mentioned before, such as the production and utilization of hydrogen. These technologies are not yet mature and they require lots of investments in research and development and we have the obligation to do them, correct? So even for solutions that are already in use like electric cars, there are still big challenges to get the minerals for the batteries and also to recycle the vehicle and the batteries in the end of their life. So we need to look into the entire life cycle of products, right? And another area of impact is to encourage business models based on circular economy, right? In which products, materials, and resources can have their life extended or are recycled and reused rather than discarded. So. We, we, we need to change these habits right now that, that, that we, we, we developed in the last three, four decades. So this would reduce consumption of natural resources. This would minimize waste and would contribute to reduction of carbon emissions associated with the production and disposal of this waste. We also need to look into the use of IoT and data analytics because we can also optimize the industrial logistic and infrastructure structural processes, correct? This could lead to a very significant reduction in carbon emissions if we manage properly the whole system with good technology. This would allow better resource management and more sustainable decision making. So in short, innovation and technology are fundamental drivers for the transition to a low carbon economy as they offer the scientific and the economically viable solutions for us. So. This represents a range of business opportunities that can generate value for companies and for the society. As this decarbonization can be inclusive, right? We can bring this vulnerable group. So we need to quickly create conditions to the most vulnerable populations, find their jobs, access drinking water, sanitation, decent food and safe housing. So I think this is uh, we believe the, the, the whole we can promote uh, through the uh, development of new technologies that address the situations. Thank you, Mr. Risso. I, uh, you know, I'm very touched with some of your principles that you spoke about. I think it's so very rooted in the way you are linking, you know, 
circular economy, circular design, and the fact that you bring it back to make sure that there is social upliftment and social transformation while you continue to do economic pursuits. I think it, you summarized it brilliantly and excellently well. And thank you for the examples you gave us on both what you mentioned as energy poverty, a very, very interesting terminology, and how you can possibly revive and propel the circular economy in nations. Mr. Dirisa, you've got a wide range of experience and depth of leadership, you know, in driving many companies and bring, building companies to scale. In your experience, in your philosophy, what would you say are the business opportunities that are there in decarbonization? Does this apply to the Brazilian industry and how? Yeah, just going back to your last comment, Richard, I think we, we as business leaders, uh, that we have the opportunity to study and to have such a wonderful experiences in our lives. I think we have the obligation to return this back to society, especially in the realities we face in Brazil or face in India, that we can help lots of people from our populations. But going back to business opportunities of decarbonization, uh, Brazil ha has lots of resources, right, to stand out in the promotion of green economy. We have several business opportunities associated with decarbonization. For example, in 2022, Brazil generated 89% of its electricity from clean sources, 63% from hydroelectric plants, 12% from wind farms, and 3% from solar. Fossil fuels accounted for 11% of Brazil's generation, and most of which was made with natural gas, right? But in addition to this clean energy, Brazil has many resources that can be converted into biofuels. When we talk about ethanol and biodiesel production, we have well-established knowledge, experience and infrastructure. In the agricultural sector, which we produce a lot of food to the world, we have not yet fully explored the potential for generating renewable fuel and clean electricity through biogas and biomethane. Right? These concepts of circular economy can also resolve challenges such as the disposal of solid urban waste. This material can be reused and transformed into fuel and provide energy security and income generation in remote regions. And this is, this is critical, for example, in the rainforest area. And finally, to reach the maximum potential of these opportunities, in addition to investments in R&D, Collaboration between different players from the science and technology ecosystem is necessary. And not only locally, but on a global scale. And that's what we believe we are trying to do here in this B20, right? Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Deleso. I think it was very, very insightful. On that same note, what would you say are the main challenges that companies will face on this decarbonization journey? Think I, I believe the main challenge is to fully utilize our incredible ability to resolve problems, right? If companies have this opportunity. Demand, our demand is generated by needs and challenges of humanity. So when you look at the, the business uh, can create viable and scalable solutions to meet these needs. I think this is our challenge every day in the company. Say, how can you create something that's simple viable, economically viable, and we can escalate to the country and to our uh, to our business abroad. So 
energy is essential for this. No, so energy is essential to promote life quality, correct? I mean, during the last seven decades, our global average life expectancy came from 48 years to 71 years. And I think this is great. I think what we were able to achieve. However, uh, this energy distribution is not equal. And we see differences. There are places like Japan, where the average life expectancy is 85 years and they emit on average nine tons of CO2 per year. In regions like Sub-Saharan Africa, they live on average 62 years and emit less than a ton of CO2 per year. It is 23 years less. This is significant and, and we cannot ignore this. And why this is so important for industries, for business? Because we must think of different solutions for the different needs. We cannot deny development to populations that today do not have access to energy, sanitation, or housing. But meanwhile, in the rich world, we have significant opportunities today to be more efficient, use less energy, and then reduce emissions. The message is that just like in industries, this transition needs to be planned, well-founded in R&D and contemplate everyone's interests, right? We cannot leave anyone behind this. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Dereso. You know, as you kept passionately speaking, I am recalling of how you have, you know, very articulately led also the task force for us as a co-chair. And, um, you know, I, it begs to ask this question, you know, what is the importance of these forums of B20 and the task force in which you participate? And how does it help then in addressing the challenges that we face of today and tomorrow? Uh, um, you know, I mean, the, the opportunity to dialogue among companies, sectors, and indirectly with governments, and to be able to contribute to the formulation of public policies that can encourage technological innovation is unique. So it's through collaboration that you'll be able to develop technologies that will lead us to a fair, safe, and effective energy transition. So during these discussions that I participated, we were able to experience on a global scale, I mean, uh, how rich is the exchange of knowledge to expand our repertoire, correct? And also the mix of different skills can accelerate research and help to quickly implement and scale up the already available solutions. Consequently, the document generating the task force brings clarity and helps the G20 leaders to prioritize initiatives and policies that contribute to a global environment favorable to the development of science and technology. In Brazil, we have been doing this with the support of CNI, which is our National Confederation of Industry, which is a similar whole like the CII, and with entities such as EMBRAP that supports the development of new technologies, FINAP, uh, SENAI, which provides uh, uh, knowledge uh, 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 and, and research centers, and also our local universities. Thank you, Mr. Dido. So I'm, I'm very interested to continue having the conversation, but I know that your time is very valuable. So a last question that I have, sir. What is your message for the business community of B20 India 2023? 
particularly in promoting technology, innovation, and R&D. You know, uh, uh, I mean, we, we always like to remember that before being representatives of the business community, we are all citizens, right? And we should never miss this per perspective. Uh, this is how we get closer and really understand what people's real needs are. This means opportunities for development, increase prosperity, and generate good business. As companies, we are not at our own service, but maybe we need to dedicate this knowledge, investments, and time to create these viable and scalable solutions to meet the needs, these needs of the society mainly promoting life quality and reducing these inequalities. So, uh, in this context, in addition to generating the document that will be delivered to the G20 leaders, which is of paramount importance, I mean, we need to maintain the connections and exchanges established in this forum, to continue accelerating the research and implementations that are so important for sustainable development. And I mean, we, ca we cannot miss the link we are creating now because this can be beneficial for all of us in the future. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Dereso. I should tell you, I truly enjoyed this conversation with you. There are many lessons for all of us to take away. You know, if I can summarize my learnings, I think, you know, you spoke about that it should be rooted in the needs and challenges of humanity. Um, we have to focus on collaboration to lead to a fair and safe transition, develop viable and scalable solutions that will reduce inequality. I think it's an excellent message for us. All our efforts should always link to social and the economic values, which is very prime to look at the social context of it. And you spoke about a very interesting coinage, energy poverty, and how you can have circular economy and circular design that can address that. Thank you, Mr. Diriso. Some very, very valuable insights for us, words of wisdom and knowledge. We truly are grateful that you were able to take the time to talk to us. I also want to thank uh, CII uh, and the entire team. They've done excellently well. Mr. Diriso, as the co-chair and CII, I should say your leadership and your passion are unparalleled. And this journey will surely transform innovation, R&D, and technology for the G20 countries. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Richard. Thank you for listening to CII Podcasts.